When your child comes out as LGBTQ, you need a place to find the right tools to help you and your child thrive. This is the podcast you need. Hi, my name is Jenny Hunter, and I am an advanced certified faith-based family coach. And I have coached over 10,000 hours helping families with LGBTQ children become healthy, thriving families. Hello, welcome back. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope you are doing well. I am doing so well. I have been sick a little bit lately, so I hope you, I won't be coughing too much for you, but um, I have not been doing my normal exercising. And I find myself like when I get out of it, it's hard for me to push myself back into it. So I let myself just do like a three mile walk today. And I know wherever you're at, you probably are enjoying some beautiful fall days. And I want you to know the hardest month to live in Florida is September because we are very envious of all you living in beautiful fall places because who couldn't left fall, right? But I, after 19 years of living here, I am so attuned to the temperature that I swear to you, it's still in the high 80s here, but I was picking up on the fall in the air and I was feeling it strong. And um, I was like, oh, the, the, and it's just like one or two degrees differently, but I feel it coming. And another tip is we have this thing called the love bugs. Most people don't even know what that is, but it's these two bugs that kind of like connect. And that's why we call them love bugs. And they show up in spring and fall, like with temperature changes in Florida. And when they show up in spring, we get a little sad because that means it's going to get warmer. But when we show up in fall, it is meaning that it is going to get cooler here. And it is the, the love bugs were everywhere. So I'm so thankful for that. So I am not talking about weather changes today. I am talking about how to grow your faith. And I'm actually going to be doing an in-depth um, workshop on this, a class that I'm going to go really in-depth in what I'm going to teach you today. And that is on September 29th, Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern. And so if you would like to join me and get that class and that all the notes that come with it, um, I will put the link in the show notes and go ahead and sign up for that class because really um, I'm just going to do the Reader's Digest version of it today. Um, but I really would want you, if you want to learn how to grow your faith, because when you become a parent of LGBTQ child and um, you know, my perspective will be from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, because that's where I'm a member, your faith does change. And so you have to be very realistic that your faith is going to change. Um, some people call it a faith crisis, faith journey. Um, I just like call it a classroom because that is my favorite way to think of it. So I'm going to today talk about two things, but really what happens to your faith when your child comes out as LGBTQ and then how to reframe your faith and to create a stronger faith. And so really the dilemma when your child comes out, and this is probably, I would say, all of my clients, either they fit in two categories. They're angry at the Lord or they're angry at the church. Um, if they're angry at the Lord, they're like, listen, I've done what I was supposed to, and this was not part of the plan. This is not what you promised me if I was obedient and did the things I was supposed to as a parent. And that's kind of where I fell into, to be honest with you. Um, and then the other category is angry at the church, where they're like, how can we have policy and doctrine that says that my child, um, there's not a place for my child here? Um, 
you know, how does this work? You're not really giving me really how to do this. And especially if um, you have very prescriptive ways to do things before, you feel lost, you feel like you're not seen. And so that is where parents fall into, like angry at the Lord or angry at the church. And what we have to realize first is what is faith? And faith is how I like to define it. Like my faith really is defined by my relationship, meaning just like I have relationships with my children and my spouse, my friends, I also have a relationship with my Heavenly Father and my church. Um, We have relationship with our car, with our house, right? How we feel about anything is a relationship, is it's class into a relationship. So then I want you to know what is a relationship. And a relationship is simply our thoughts about that person or thing. Let me repeat that. Our relationship is simply our thoughts about that person or thing. So your thoughts are what are creating your experience and your relationship with the church or with your heavenly parents or with the Savior, okay? You are creating your experience. And the problem with that is when your child comes out, um, you (laughs) have thoughts that, you know, changed. And that is why your experience changes. Because think about what has changed since your child has come out. The church probably hasn't changed. You haven't changed. Just your thoughts have changed. So your thoughts have changed. So you start thinking differently. So you feel differently at church or about God. And some of the common thoughts that some of my clients have had is, I don't see the same, see these things the same way. Um, how could this still be true? Where is Christ in this doctrine? How can their actions be deemed as Christ-like? Why would God create my child to be LGBTQ? Church feels unsafe. These people feel unsafe. I can't feel the spirit. I used to feel cherished here. Now I feel unsafe. These are just some little bit of thoughts that um, I've come across that I've coached clients through. And one thing I believe all these thoughts have in common is they don't feel great, right? They feel disempowered. They feel lonely. um, They feel dislike. They just feel really disconnect. And these are normal autopilot thoughts that my clients have had when their child comes out. So why not just stay in these thoughts? Why work on this relationship if it feels so difficult? And the why is really because we need to feel love and peace. Um, We really take our actions from our best self when we can access peace and love. And if that church is the vehicle, like I believe my church is the best vehicle for me to fill that peace and love and the covenants to God are the best vehicle for me to have access to more peace and love. And so that is why I work on my relationship with my church and with my God, because it makes me a better person and it makes me um, fuel actions that I like who I am. And I like the experience of life better with peace and love. And I have more access to it when I make worshiping, going to church part of my life. And I want you to remember, like, I'm going to give you some ideas of how to um, create a stronger relationship with your faith, with your church, with God, but that connection with God is different for everyone. If you are not feeling connected, you might be feeling that you're just lacking in faith, that you're doing it wrong. And the good news is that you are just like 99% of human beings. We all lack in faith. We all fall short um, 
of having faith at all times. So the real truth is that we all just connect differently with God. You know, we are all we're created with different gifts. And the trick is learning how our gifts connect us to God, how we hear him. And, you know, even our prophet, um, Russell M. Nelson, like he, that is one of his biggest things, right? Is you have got to learn how to hear him. You learn how to hear him. Like he even recognizes that how you hear him and how I hear him and how he hears them is different. So the problem is when we keep feeling like other people around us, like the church needs change or our child needs to change or, um, God needs to change. We keep trying to change the circumstance and we don't focus on changing ourselves and our belief systems. And, you know, when you are a parent of LGBTQ child, I feel like you need more pain, more peace, more strength, more guidance than you ever have before. And, but you're also, it's like a parent, it's like a quandary because then usually most of my clients are feeling like most disconnected. And so how I help you, and when you come work with me, I really want you to picture that the Lord has welcomed you into a new classroom. When your children come out, you really are given an opportunity um, for lessons to learn from your circumstance. And I love like in James 1, that scripture, um, you know, if anybody lack faith, let him ask of God. And we know that scripture really well, because that's why Joseph Smith went into the grove and prayed. But that whole book, James 1, has so much amazing good nuggets. And he really reminds us that God wants us to trust him in the circumstance of our lives. So he teaches us in James 1 that for as we trust him in the trials, God uses the different trials to mold us, to mature us, so that we will be more like Jesus Christ and our Savior. So he really uses the circumstances of our lives to teach us, to mold us, and to teach us the nature of who he is. Um, I love Jennifer Finlayson Five. She said this comment. Um, we all have a stereotype of who God is. Like we all think we know who God is, but we're all wrong because that's based on where we are in our development. So our relationship with God is based on where we are, our thoughts, our development. And when you are welcomed into this classroom of being a parent of LGBTQ child, you are going to get a new level of development. You are going to create a different version of yourself. And I want you to know, it is the best news for your faith. Um, the clients I've worked with, I, when I'm a, what I have changed with me, I mean, I've worked with, gosh, hundreds of moms at this point. And most of them would say it is now a blessing that my child came out, that I would never want to go back to the person I was before, the lessons I have learned, the change I have done. Like, I don't want you to be afraid if your child has just come out. I want you to embrace it. But there are some things you got to watch for. This is it's a classroom, right? You can't just sit in the back and take like sit there idly. Like if you want to get an A in the class, you've got to embrace the curriculum that God's giving you because that really is what it is. Having an LGBTQ child is a new curriculum for you to learn about God and about yourself and what you're capable of. And so I really have broken it down to three areas of focus that you as a parent of LGBTQ child need to focus on. Um, and it is awareness, self-confidence, and mindset. And these three areas are the areas that will give you that foundation to have your faith grow 
versus diminish, to create a new relationship with our Savior, to create a new relationship with yourself so that church does not feel painful, that it is a place that still serves you and um, you feel still part of community, that you're able to honor what is going on with your faith as your faith is enlarging and changing, but also find a place for you in your church community. Because that is really the desire of all my clients is to still feel great at church, but also still honor the changes that are happening in their faith. So let's just take awareness. The awareness part of it is really being self-aware. Like we want to feel like whatever experience we have, it is happening outside of us. And really you are the creator. The first, the three tenets of being self-aware is that you create your experience. You've got to take ownership of that, that you're the creator, like being aware that you're creating it, then take ownership and then intentionally redefine your experience. So when you acknowledge that you're the creator, like you have that awareness, that is the best news because then you really realize, okay, if I'm creating this and this doesn't feel good, then I could create something different. And that's what I work on with you in that class and in uh, Lift It Together when you work with me is I help create a new thought patterns and um, help you kind of get over the pain that you're creating, create that awareness because it's just so unconscious and it's so deep in your brain that it takes some coaching to get you through that. And then the second part of that self-awareness is ownership, um, where you really realize like it's not people's words, it's not people's actions that are making me uncomfortable at church. It is what the story I am creating around it. And it moves you from the victim to the hero in your own story. And when you take ownership of your own needs and emotions, you'll be more equipped to create that healthy connection that you want with your Heavenly Father. You won't expect other people to create that connection. You will realize that it's really up to you. And that puts us to intentionally redesign your experience. Like, I love that story of, you know, um, a lady came into the bishop and was like, this ward is horrible. Like, all the people do is gossip. Like, I walk down the halls and that's all I hear. Like, I just feel like this ward... Does, there's not love. And he goes, okay, so I hear you and I just want you to take experiment. I want you to take a glass of water and just walk around the hallway three times. And she's like, okay. So she did that. She walked around, she had that water. It was full. The cup of water was full and she walked around the hallway three times and she came back to him and he's like, okay, so what did you hear? And she's like, oh, I didn't hear anything. Like I was so focused on not spilling that water. And he said, and that is the change that we all need to do is focus on Christ. When we focus on ourselves and how we worship with Christ, when we come to church, we're not focusing on how everybody else is doing it wrong. It changes our experience. We redesign our experience. And so you really realize that you are much more powerful in how you experience worshiping the Lord at church. You feel like it's the teacher's responsibility or the speakers or the bishops, but it is not. Um, when you go into it very intentionally, just like she was very intentionally focusing on that water and not spilling it, when you go into intentionally focus on Christ and you and him, it changes your whole experience. And so like I teach you and we um, create the motto, right? Your thoughts create your feelings, which drive your actions, which create your results. So when you really are being taking ownership, becoming aware, and then really intentional about your thoughts, feelings, actions, results, that is where then church changes for you. And this doesn't happen overnight. This takes time. And this, like, it took me working with a coach and redefining how I felt to be able to create that. Okay. So remember, you can't control the moment, but you control how you feel in the moment. 
And that leads us to confidence because you have to be confident that second aspect of growing your confidence. Um, I think the common denominator with the parents that they are able to stay in the church and to um, still honor their faith and honor their child is how confident they are. And confidence really has tenets. It's not a choice like you aren't born confident or not confident. You really are confident is emotion you create, trust is emotion you create. And it kind of comes down to three things like, do you like yourself? Why do you do anything? Like what motivates you to take the action you're taking? Are you good at listening to your inner wisdom, the spirit? And do you understand how God sees you? And, you know, when you really understand like confidence is something, it's a choice that I create as emotion I create and confidence is God is a emotion that I create. Then that changes, like I said, um, your responsibility. Like you realize it's not like being the release society president who's going to make me confident or um, teaching a class or being asked to do something. It really is a choice of how I think and feel and act. I love what Sherry Dew said, where she said, no woman is more persuasive. No woman has greater influence for good. No woman is more vibrant instrument in the hands of the Lord than a woman who is thrilled to be who she is. The Lord is thrilled with who you are. Our heavenly parents are thrilled with the creation they created in you. And if you're not feeling that, that is work that you and I need to do or work with another coach because you are living below your expectations and your privileges of being a divine daughter of God. And what I also want to talk about is confidence is sometimes we do our faith practices because out of habit or um, because it's just um, we want other people expectations we put on us. And part of confidence is really examining why you do the faith practices. Um, all faith practices, and I say faith practices, I mean like temple attendance, taking the sacrament, reading the scriptures, prayer, all of these things, which everybody understands are, is what brings us in relationship closer to God. But some of these tools, like sometimes the family proclamation is just another tool, another faith practice. Um, but it is not a tool that brings people closer to Christ. A lot of my clients feel that that is not a great tool for them to um, study and to read, and it doesn't bring them closer to Christ. And so I want you in this space of being a parent of LGBTQ child, it's kind of like, I love this analogy where um, you think about nine 11, right? And the rubble and all the smoke and the buildings, how they all came crashing down. And we could not put those buildings back together. And that is kind of what happens with your faith when your child comes out. It is hard to put, you can't reconstruct the faith you had before. But think about if you've ever been to New York and what they've done in that space and how beautiful it is and how um, it's very different, but it's so beautiful and so peaceful and you just feel a spirit there. That is what you can do with your faith. Um, I have done it with mine. I've helped clients do it. Really, this is my magic sauce in coaching, you know, because I am I did my advanced certification and faith certification with Jody Moore. And I think um, coaching plus the gospel is the best way to live life. Like it, like the coaching is teaching you how to do this because everybody like wants to have more faith. Everybody wants to like want to read the scriptures, go to the temple, all those things, but it's like learning your brain and managing your brain. And so part of this reconstruction of your faith, think of like creating the new memorial at 9-11 is you got to let go of some things 
You got to be careful of all or nothing mindsets. Kind of like I was talking about exercise where I haven't done it, where I'm like, I can't do that. Like, even if I do a day this week, it's good, right? Like being, being, looking at what, why you're doing it and what you're doing it and that building your confidence from that. And part of that is listening to your inner wisdom or spirit, which is tricky. This is goes back to like Heavenly Father telling us to hear him, right? I mean, um, President Nelson telling us to hear him and hearing him is really hearing the spirit or how people redefine it. And it's like a foreign language for everybody. And it, different for everybody. Like I hear it in sometimes dreams. I always like, there's times a day, like, especially when like, I'm just waking up, that is usually when the spirit's testifying to me to do something. Um, I hear it in music, I hear it in nature and like, it's taking the time to slow down your brain and examining it. And the last part of confidence is how do you see yourself? You know, um, our spirits really long for us to remember the truth of who we are. And, um, Sister Dew says, because the way we see ourselves, our sense of identity affects everything we do. It affects the way we behave, the way we respond to uncertainty, the way we see others and the way we make choices. And, you know, when I asked you, like, how do you see yourself? Like, where did you go for that answer? Did you go your past, your accomplishments, your family, what you are not doing, what you are doing? These things, the things about you seem to define your identity, but they're not who you are. You're a divine daughter of God. And I really like to challenge my clients, and this takes some time, to pray to see yourself as God sees you. Because only when we see ourselves through Heavenly Father's eyes can we be filled with like that pure love of Christ. Every day we should plead with God to let us understand who we are. And you are a spiritual being having a mortal experience. And I love where Mormon admonished us. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, pray unto the Father with all the energy of heart that you may be filled with his love. And the last tenets to redefining and growing your faith is your mindset, where you need to nurture empathy, you need to get good at feeling good, you need to be willing to be wrong, and you need to watch your punctuation. And these are all tools like that are so amazing that I am going to teach in further in depth in that class. Um, and these tools are life changers. Like these are some of them I have created myself and they really have changed my faith and the faith of my clients in such a beautiful way. And I want to leave you with um, just a couple of thoughts. Um, Byron Katie, just amazing teacher. She said, when I stopped waiting for the real world to give me what I wanted, I started giving it for myself. And when we stop expecting our award to create the experience that we need or people or the Lord really, and we start creating it for ourselves, this is where we have the opportunity to have a new relationship with other people. And this is, I, you know, I had a client who she's like, church is painful now every Sunday. Um, her son did not want to go with her every Sunday. So she goes, you know, and her husband had a calling that he wasn't sitting with her. So she's like, I sit at, alone every Sunday. I walk in and I feel like everybody's like, oh, there she is again. She can't even get her kids to go to church. She goes, I sit there and I'm just so sad the entire time. And so we use some of these tools to create a new experience where she stopped like feeling like a victim to the circumstance. And she started taking ownership of her relationship, her faith, how she worshiped. Um, and it's so different. She's like, I Sunday is my favorite day of the week now. And my relationship with the Lord, I've never felt closer to him. And 
I want you to know this is possible. You might be in this position right now. And sometimes, listen, sometimes people have to leave the church to heal. And so you're going to know what's best for you. Like I work with a lot of clients who don't go to church anymore, and but they still have spiritual practices and they still um, want, you know, or they go to another church. So, you know, God is everywhere. I've, I don't think God is just sitting in the pews of the LDS church. I feel like it is everywhere. And you learning all these tenets, it's always important to still have that relationship with God because you need that to be happy and your highest self to be the best parent for your child. Um, I really do think faith is really, really important. And I love what Jean Bingham said to us, where she said, because of the choices you made premortally, you have a essential role in God's plan of happiness at a very significant time in the history of the world. Your heavenly parents prepared you to come to earth with these truths embedded in your spirit. And you and I were excited to try to become like them. Okay. What she said here was the choices you made before have created this essential role that you now have on this earth and you were prepared with truths embedded in your spirit. If you are a parent of an LGBTQ child, I testify to you that you are there because God, our heavenly parents trust you. It is not a mistake. You're not being punished. You are there to learn a new curriculum, to be taught. And he's trusting you. She's, our, our, they are trusting you with one of their most important spirits. Um, I have not met a LGBTQ child that doesn't isn't exceptional in some way. And you are prepared with truths embedded in your spirit. What you are feeling, what are you thinking, that is not going against your faith. That is there to grow your faith. So come to my class on the 29th. Um, and learn more in detail of what I'm teaching you today, because the fruits of having a strong, having your faith grow is confidence, is love, it's peace. It is just the enjoyment of life changes in a really beautiful way. And I want that for you. So I'll put the link in the show notes. I hope you could join me and I hope you have a great day. Thanks so much. Where have you found the support that your family needs? I would be honored to be that support. I have created a virtual coaching program specifically for Christian LGBTQ families. Come check out the coaching community, Lifted Together with Jenny Hunter. In our community, you will find a safe space to process all the emotions and all the things that you need to find the support that you will need to help your child thrive. You will find it in private coaching, group coaching, and I have created hours of content just for you. When you are ready to thrive as a family, please come check out liftedtogether.com slash membership.